Welcome to the Hoosier Ag Today Wednesday podcast for the 22nd of November 2023. I'm Andy Eubank and the Hat Podcast is brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust. Experience banking built on heart, grit, and agriculture. FFBT.com for more and stop by your local branch to talk about your ag operation today. C.J. Miller and Sabrina Halverson on the news today with stories on grants to help get dairy to those in need and improved trade for specialty crops. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin is calling for chilly weather leading into Thanksgiving. And the grain and oil seed markets higher yesterday. Wheat market the leader. We have analysis with Carl Setzer on the way on the Who's Your Ag Today podcast. At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agricultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial partner that has over 135 years experience in understanding and supporting agriculture, we want to hear from you. Let's harvest success together. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. In Indiana, there isn't a country road, county highway, or interstate where you don't pass a farm. I'm Bruce Kettler, President and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. Those of us involved in agribusiness understand the importance of our industry. ACI exists to advocate for the needs of our members and the whole of Indiana agribusiness at the State House and beyond. We hope you'll join us. Visit our website, inagribiz.org, to get your membership started today. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana, strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness. Indiana dairy farmers working to get milk to those in need and co-alliance with another record patronage announcement. I'm C.J. Miller and this is Who's Your Ag Today, reminding you if you have chest pains, you go to the heart doctor, right? Well, your mental health shouldn't be treated any differently. Talk to someone today about your mental health struggles. Learn more at extension.purdue.edu slash farmstress. Well, according to Feeding America, one in eight Hoosiers and one in six children here in Indiana are food insecure. Food pantries play a very important role in helping to bridge the hunger gap. But many food pantries don't have refrigerators to be able to keep milk and dairy products on hand to give to those in need. That's why Indiana Dairy Farmers and American Dairy Association Indiana have been awarding milk refrigeration units to several food pantries across the state. They have a grant program for uh, food banks that a farmer can apply for. And that's Elkhart County Dairy Farmer Richard Thomas, who is also board president of American Dairy Association Indiana. The program provides area food pantries with refrigeration units to help store milk and other dairy foods at proper temperatures. Dairy farmers, including Thomas, have applied for grants to purchase the units and make milk donations available for food pantries in their areas. Well, I think it's essential that dairy is in a person's diet regardless how much money you have. And so if we can get more donations, that will help the people that can't afford dairy products. Thomas adds that the issue of feeding those who are food insecure is one that exists every day of the year. Yeah, it's not just a holiday problem, that's for sure. It's a, it's year-round, and uh, I know the holidays might be worse, but when the kids are not in school, 
In the summer, a lot of times they don't get dairy products that they need. And those dairy products help provide the critical vitamins and nutrients that children need to develop and grow. To learn more about the Milk Cooler Grant Program from American Dairy Association Indiana, visit winnersdrinkmilk.com. Well, the USDA is working on improving trade for specialty crops. Sabrina Halverson has more. USDA Undersecretary for Trade Alexis Taylor is keying in on trade missions that could be particularly beneficial to the nation's specialty crop industries. Taylor said funding from the USDA will also help the industry with trade challenges. We've also announced $100 million to support the specialty crop sector in some of the unique challenges they have to export products around the world. While they're high value, agricultural uh, sectors and parts of the state's agricultural economy, they're very small. There could be small acres or small number of producers. And so they don't have the sheer amount of resources that some of the larger commodity groups do. And so addressing some of those more technical barriers to trade that they experience in markets around the world is really important. She said the $100 million from the Regional Agricultural Promotion program, or RAP, will address some of the technical barriers to trade that the specialty crop sector experiences, such as transportation issues for highly perishable crops. In addition to the funding, Taylor is excited about several trade missions planned for 2024 that will include opportunities for businesses within the specialty crop sector. One such trip is planned for India in April. Read more at HoosierAgToday.com. I'm Sabrina Halverson. And Indiana-based Co-Alliance has announced it will be paying $57 million in patronage to eligible farmer members who did business with the cooperative in 2023. 53% of Co-Alliance's 2023 net income will be paid back in patronage, which will arrive to members in January 2024. Read more on the new Hoosier Ag Today mobile app, a free download for iPhone and Android. I'm C.J. Miller, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Radio Network. Let's face it, operating a farm isn't going to get any less expensive this year. That's why an operating loan from Farm Credit Bid America is built to give you more cash back and more flexibility in how you are able to manage your funds. Learn more at fcma.com operating and get an operating loan that pays you back. Loan subject to credit approval. Additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Bid America is an equal opportunity lender. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Act Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. We've got a chilly Wednesday for you here, at least compared to how we started the week. But all things considered, we're not in too bad a shape either. Chilly temperatures today, but we see moderation tomorrow. Mixed clouds and sun today, mostly sunny tomorrow for your Thanksgiving holiday. And then as we move forward, we're seeing another round of cool air surge southward to finish the week, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Still, though, even in the cold, we see mostly sunny skies, maybe a little bit of lake effect from time to time, but nothing dramatic. Clouds do increase as we move through the overnight Sunday night, and then we're pretty cloudy on Monday with a chance of on again, off again, light snowflakes, some lake effect in there as well. This is not a big system. Liquid equivalencies are no more than about a tenth to fifteen hundreds, but you get the idea. There's some moisture around, lots of clouds. All that's gone then by the time we get to next Tuesday, and the reinforcing shot of Arctic air coming out of Canada holds firm through Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of next week. 
like we're going to just ride this roller coaster of warm and cold back and forth over the next 10 days. Very little precipitation with it, but when we see some, it's going to be more weighted toward sloppy wet snowflakes than anything else, and liquid equivalencies are very, very minor. That's what we've got for you this morning. Pretty easy peasy, excellent forecast for Thanksgiving Day and for traveling. Look, as I've kind of mentioned several times in other places, uh, why not have some cooler temperatures in here on a day that you're using the oven and food to heat your house and cramming lots of bodies in a small space, creating a lot of hot air, right? I think it's an excellent holiday, and I hope you have a great one yourself. I'm meteorologist Ryan Martin. Markets pop to the high side and finish that way. This is Hoosier Ag Today. I'm Andy Eubank with the Tuesday Farm Market Review. It was up all around. Corn, beans, and wheat settlements on the way. We begin, though, with market analysis. Right at the end of trade, I checked in for that with Carl Setzer. He is with Consus Ag Consulting. Carl, the markets again on Tuesday higher, and as the session wore on, the upside leader became the wheat market, although another decent gain in soybeans as the weather continues to fluctuate, at least in the opinion of different forecasters in South America. What do you know as we speak here on Tuesday on that weather front? Yeah, we are starting to see a little bit of a pushback and forth here, Andy, on that weather in South America. Now, we're starting to see two very different ways that the traders are looking at these weather forecasts. Now, the first one, obviously, that rains have been lighter than forecasts, but they're still falling. We're still picking up precipitation and what is really becoming more of a uh, an, uh, an impact in the market is that the rains are timely. And we're starting to see more comparisons between the, the South American uh, weather patterns that they are going through and what the United States experienced this growing season. And even with drought in many parts of the U.S. Corn Belt, we still had very good yields because overall precipitation fell right when we needed it. We didn't build up soil moisture. We are technically even now still in a drought in several parts of the, the United States, but it was enough to give the crops go, keep the crops going. And as far as corn, even give us a better ending crop than what we thought midway through the season. So trade is starting to become a little bit hesitant to that the, the weather news in South America. And the thing is, we have forecasts for 10 days out calling for better chances of rain. But there again, the overall pattern is likely to remain dry, but that doesn't mean we have poor crops and we have to file that away because this could be a factor. Once harvest starts in South America in another you know, four to six weeks, we'll start to see some very early harvests on the soybeans down there. So that capped our advances a little bit. Aside from the weather, soybeans took some support today from news that the China group Sinogreen maybe bought a few uh, vessels of soybeans off the Pacific Northwest. So we'll be watching the export sales uh, announcements tomorrow morning, that flash sale that comes out at 9 o'clock to see if we had any, any purchases by uh, China on that soy complex meal set back later in the day and that did cap our soybeans uh gain potential for the day and you are correct andy wheat turned into the leader of the market uh russia attacked some odessa 
ports overnight, some terminals. There is some uh, reported damage. It's enough to give the market a little bit of a bump, but, uh, you know, the thing is we're well aware of the fact there's still an ongoing war there, and we're going to see this back and forth fighting. Um, it gave wheat some support, but also wheat has been heavily oversold. So to see a little bit of buying jump in there, again, not a huge surprise. All in all, though, a very quiet day as we start to prepare for that Thanksgiving holiday break. Thoughts from Carl Setzer, Consus Ag Consulting. Carl's number 989-506-1587. Settlements now from Tuesday trade just to the high side in corn futures. December 470, ending the day up a half cent. March up a penny and a half at 489, but a dime gain on January beans going to 1377 and a quarter march contract 1393 picking up nine and three quarters and again leading higher wheat december 555 up 11 and a half cents meat markets traded lower all day december live cattle ending at 175 even down 47 cents december lean hogs 6817 down two dollars and 17 cents I'm Andy Eubank with the Tuesday Market Review. This is Who's Your Ag Today, Indiana's leading farm radio network.